place not to be is in the White House trying to explain what's up with Obamacare. And here to try to explain it to us is James Capretta with the Weekly Standard. James, thanks so much for your time. You're welcome. Glad to be with you again. So can you explain in plain English what it is exactly the president proposed today? Uh, well, in plain English, that, that's a tall challenge. I'll give it a give it a shot. Uh, what he appears to have uh, uh, announced today, and uh, we, you know, some of the details I think still still need to be uh, revealed through the administrative action here. But what he appears to have announced is that anyone who was enrolled in a individual insurance policy uh, as of the end of 2013 would be allowed to stay in that policy and by so doing would essentially satisfy the individual mandate requirement uh, uh, that Obamacare contains to have uh, insurance in 2014. They wouldn't have to go into one of the Obamacare-compliant plans that are being offered in the exchanges. They could stay in one of the actually non-compliant plans they're in today in the 2013 individual market. They could stay in that in 2014 and face no penalty. Moreover, Insurers would be allowed to offer those plans to those people uh, through 2014, uh, just to people that were enrolled in a plan in such a plan in 2013. So, if I want the plan but I didn't have it, I can't have it. But if I currently have the plan now, I can keep it. Basically, yes. Now, that's only, of course, uh, assuming the insurer allows it to be reopened and offered. So, I think one of the big tension points that's going on here is that. The insurance industry is now on the hook. The president's sort of thrown them under the bus and said uh, to the people with canceled policies, you're going to have to go back and convince your insurers to reopen their plans, and state regulators, you're going to have to make them available. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on the state regulatory system as well as the insurance industry to reopen these old plans and allow people to get back into them at least through 2014. Uh, But here's my question. Uh, the people I know, for example, here in Massachusetts, they've already lost their coverage. That plan doesn't exist anymore. Is there any realistic way that you can go back and retool the plans that you've spent a year and a half or so, if you're an insurance company, planning to kill, and then bring them back and then have it make any economic sense with the other requirements that you have under the Affordable Care Act? Well, I think that it's true that there may be some people that have, have lost their plan already, literally that the plan was terminated you know, October 1 or November 1, and it's no longer in, in force. But the vast, vast majority of the 4 to 5 million that we keep reading about who have received cancellation letters, they're still on those insurance plans today. They're going to lose them as of December 31st. So it's not like they've been terminated and no longer have coverage right now. They're still on those plans for another 45 days. The question is, is that enough time for the insurer to regroup, allow those plans to be reopened, send them a new letter, tell them that no, this plan hasn't been canceled. You can stay on it if you'd like into 2014. Here's the premium you'd be charged. Do you want it? Uh, insurers are, of course, irate at the notion that they have to rework their whole systems now in a 45-day period. But reality is this is a fiasco that's unfolding. Uh, they don't. They aren't going to have much choice. They're going to uh, almost certainly, in a lot of cases, they're going to have to reopen these plans because these folks that they've canceled have no place to go. Literally. But so 
the net result is going to be, I think, and tell me if I'm missing here. So I call my insurance company and say, I like my plan. I like my plan. And if my insurance company doesn't say, well, yeah, you can keep it. If they say, well, I'm sorry, we've moved on. You know, we've done different math. We can't let you have the old plan because of all the other plans we have to offer to other people under the ACA. Is that going to shift the blame and the burden onto the insurance companies? Or will people still perceive that the reason they're in the mess in the first place is because of President Obama? There's no doubt that the president's uh, announcement today is in part intended to shift blame to the insurance companies. No question about it. And I know the insurance industry understands that, and they're irate about it. Uh, but, you know, politics is what it is. And uh, in some ways, my sympathy for them is quite low because they, they've enabled this process to get to this point to some degree. Um, and um, this is an escape valve for the American people. And my hope is that the insurers will actually reopen these plans because I think it will be important to have a revitalized individual insurance market there and waiting when Obamacare crashes. The, you mentioned Obamacare crashing. That's what I want to ask you about. So the, let's say that a, a number of the insurance companies are able to let young, healthy people with low-service, low-cost insurance plans that they want get them back. All those people then don't pay into the exchanges. They also don't pay the, the excuse, I was going to say fine, the tax. Sorry, I don't want to offend uh, Chief Justice Roberts. They'll pay the tax. So that's revenue on two ends that, that uh, the uh, Obamacare doesn't have. What happens then to the exchanges that are full of sicker, older, ex more expensive people? Well, that's going to be the case almost no matter what, right? They're hoping, and we're hoping up until today, that they could force all these people into those exchanges. I think they figured out politically that the firestorm that would ensue by trying to force several million people into a dysfunctional system or else pay a huge tax, and, or not a huge tax, but pay an individual mandate tax if they don't comply that was just a political suicide mission for them, and they knew they had to do something. So this, yes, will provide an escape valve for a lot of people not to go into Obamacare, and that will make sure, you know, will lead to a much, uh, much more, uh, a risk pool that tilts much toward uh, high-cost cases than uh, they were hoping for. So who ends up paying then, though? I mean, is President Obama just going to dip into the Treasury and dump a big bucket of money into the uh, exchanges so the insurance companies have the money they need to Well, they have coverage? this whole risk corridor and reinsurance system that they're counting on to bail out insurers who are paying out claims with very few premiums. Uh, undoubtedly, that's going to become the focus now in the next few months because the insurance industry is already saying the amount of money on the table to cover their losses in year one are not sufficient. And uh, I think that's where the debate goes now. Let's say they reopen the plans, everybody stays out of the exchanges, uh, except for the very sick. Then you're in a situation where the um, uh, uh, insurers suffer heavy losses. They pay out all they can, but there's not enough money to cover the significant losses insurers will have. I think the insurers are going to probably go back to the White House and say, you've got to pony up some money somehow cover our losses uh the what will be the thing that people remember do you think from the presser today i know a lot of people are jumping on the president's comments about games and that this is a fumble etc is that what's going to resonate the political part or is it going to be this policy decision and the impact it's going to have on obamacare over the next 12 months i do think that the biggest impact will likely be the policy decision that um, depending on how it you know, plays out. And there's some, still some uncertainties here. I do think that a good number of people 
will end up staying out of the insurance exchange and stay in their individual plans for another year that would have perhaps been forced into the exchanges. And uh, that's a big new development. It could affect, you know, upwards of, right now there's already four to five million or so people that, uh, four to five million people that are in the exchanges, I mean, they're, that have received cancellation orders, and uh, several million more will receive them over the next 12 months. One last question for you. Um, the uh, uh, the Republican response to this should be what? I think they should proceed with the Upton bill in the House. The Upton bill, sponsored by Chairman Fred Upton of the Energy and Commerce Committee, is a provision that essentially codifies this type of approach where insurers can continue their plans through 2014 but does it in a way that would allow the market to remain viable even beyond 2014 by allowing new entrants into that system, too. So the Upton bill is a way of saying, look, we need to, you can't just have a closed group of people that slowly dwindles off in an individual insurance market. You need new entrants as well for that to be a viable product. And um, so they have that on the table in the House. I think they should vote on that in the House. I think that is, uh, you know, proceed ahead with that plan. Uh, my guess is that the Democrats, in some ways, probably want to vote for something themselves. And um, so you could still see, even in the Senate, uh, some legislation moving to codify and make clear what exactly people's rights are under this you-can-keep-your-health-plan notion. James Capretta, thanks so much for your time. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much.